0: Have you seen the Slash? Made by users for users. Engineered for flavor. One of the coolest features around. A built-in loading tool. Learn more at www.stonesmiths.ca
1: This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast you the latest Bud, Biz, Buzz.
0: Joined as usual by Melka LaBelle of the Green Generation Co. You can find out how Melka can help you out at www.greengencompany.com. Melka, how are things? Has uh, the snow stuck around a little bit these days?
1: I swear to God, the weather has a mental health problem. Like, one day it's minus 10, the next day it's plus 10, and it's really, really windy. Like, it can't make up its mind. It's very painful if you have, like, arthritis, and, you know, everyone's complaining about the changes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, they say if you don't like the weather in Alberta, wait a few minutes, and uh, you'll you'll get something (laughs) different. I once, literally, when I first moved to Alberta, I once played tennis through sunshine, rain, hail, and we left before it snowed because I uh, couldn't take it anymore. So anyway, <laughs> let's get to the uh, business of cannabis. And, and our first topic, the lead topic that we're getting to is uh, something that I'm, I'm really, really going to be watching. And I think a lot of people are going to be watching, especially you very closely, and that is yeah. possible changes to the Cannabis Act. And um, I, I guess the... The you know is the 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 mandate economics uh, of of the of the industry led uh, uh, review of this cannabis act or, or where does it start?
1: So the the review is part of the initial late legalization that you know the government and federal government said you know in three years after we legalize cannabis we're going to review how it's going. So we're in year two, and part of the um, unknown things that have popped up is that you know cannabis was given to health canada as a mandate from a government standpoint which meant that the all of the regulations had to do with health and safety and keeping it away from kids and protecting you know moving out the black market but what's happened is that it's become an economic impactor of our economy and, and largely COVID has, has accelerated that. So as an industry and I'm part of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, um, the National Cannabis Working Group, which is an industry led working group and a, a think tank for lobbying government and helping craft policy and as an, as a group. Uh, most, like pretty much all of the LPs and most of the industry players are part of this organization. And we've set out a plan to do these roundtables over the next several months, addressing different aspects of the industry. And, and it's they're open to the public. I think actually pretty much anyone can join them. I mean, there's been members of the media on them. They're run by Eric Foster um, and, and his consulting group or legal team. And basically, it's like an open conversation with uh, government at, or sorry, with the public and industry to figure out like what's working, what's not. So I've been on the first one already and there are, th- there are several more. And the biggest thing that has come up is we need to get health, uh, ca- the government of Canada alerted to the positive economic impacts, the and put the cannabis industry into the bucket of also ec- the economics of the country, because right now it's only about the health aspects. And if, if you're considering all the positive benefits that cannabis has brought in terms of growth um, from an economic standpoint, Health Canada doesn't care about that. So that's why there's this big push to look at the other stuff and how overall it's had a massive impact to the positive parts um, of our economy in terms of job creation, economic impact, dollars, so I think we're at you know 8.6 billion dollars has been added to the Canadian economy and one of the co-founders or the co-chairs of the uh, working group, Nathan Meisen, he's talking about, you know, how many more jobs are businesses have been created out of the the cannabis industry, then have shut down just of retail in the in, in the last year. So he's looking at, you know, traditional retail and saying there's a bunch of companies that are going out of business. We're seeing that in the headlines all the time. But then if you look at how many businesses, new businesses, small businesses, medium sized that are growing, that have been added to the economy, there's a net positive there for the cannabis sector. And that's a subject matter and a headline that really needs to be broadcast
0: uh you you're right uh it it really does and uh nathan is uh, actually scheduled uh, speaking with him today he's going to uh, appear on this program once again in the first week of december so looking forward to uh chatting about this among other things uh um as as part of the conversation and it's interesting our, our cannabis question today on this uh, hour one episode is you know what's the one regulation that you would like changed and you know i've heard from retailers that say window coverings you know as a, as a um, a media person obviously the uh, the advertising restrictions uh, should be lifted and you know it, most of these things are age gated when it comes to cannabis uh, media productions or at least you very much should be so i think that's one thing that uh, well obviously a lot of people i think are going to be wanting to to take a look at
1: yeah, and the funny thing is none of those fall under the Health Canada mandate. So, yeah. you know, that's what I mean is that we have to raise the flag on all of the things that need to change that have nothing to do with the Health Canada part. that Just to get them on the docket as like other people should care about this in in government. So basically, with all of this happening, these roundtables and everything government said it was going to be like an 18 month process um, of of once they decided to make the changes. So literally 18 months from next year Mm -hmm. puts us into 2023 before changes are happening. And as an industry group, we're like, no, this has to happen a lot faster. So the plan is to really put together a cohesive set of policy, well researched. And so we're just starting off that phases now where the questions of what matters to Canadians, what matters to the industry and compiling a very solid policy document to essentially hand it to the government this here. We did your research, we did your homework. You know, this is what we sh- you you should do. Basically, that's the concept is get the work done for them so it's not a bunch more months after that waiting for them to come back with policy changes that they're thinking about.
0: Yeah, and uh it's going to be uh listen, I, this this has to happen like or otherwise We will be, like you said, 2023 and then right on the heels of the next review of the of the three years. So it's it's a little bit ridiculous. And, you know, are are you are you know, what's the I guess what's the mindset going into this right now? Are you confident that this will be pushed up?
1: I think so, I mean, I think the fact that I mean it has the the, the impact economically is much easier to measure than health sure. impacts, sure. so you know when we talk about GDP growth that's an easy number for the government to understand, so when there's a bunch of headlines that says you know eight point six billion dollars was added in four months, or you know that's a that's an easy metric for them to you know wrap their heads around as opposed to you know how many fewer Canadians under the age of eighteen are using you know cannabis like that's a much harder number to to capture, so I do think i 'm very positive and optimistic about this, but a lot of the changes that need to happen um, are quite large in terms of economics so just as an example, you know banking is a huge uh, hurdle for cannabis mm-hmm. businesses. the whole financial industry has created these gates, which are very good for securing. Uh, financing um, for other businesses, but when it comes to a regula- an industry that is prohibitive uh, or has been, it's still illegal everywhere else in the world really, except for a couple of places. When you're talking about economics that has to do with money and money moving from illicit to legal channels, that's an area that the government has control over, but they have a very limited amount of resources that they're managing that. so. That's the situation is we need to essentially lobby for them to have more resources to sh- to prove that this is not a listed activity. This is actually above board tax collecting legal entities that are adding to jobs and everything else, but the resource base that's assigned to it at government level is constrained. So that's what I mean by pushing the government into the hurdle of, we need to actually show them they should assign resources so they could do better job at measuring, measuring what matters really in this case.
0: Uh, indeed for sure all right let's get to change makers and uh this is uh, something that i spoke about recently with uh, jesse lavoy of canopy growth when he was on this show and we were talking about some stores and bickles products and he was mentioning that he's rolling out this Martha Stewart CBD line in the United States. My favorite quote from Martha Stewart is, of course I know how to roll a joint. Uh, it's, uh, she's, she's just a, a marketing mania. She did a cooking show with Snoop that I really enjoyed. And it's, I, I I'm not surprised at all that she's rolled into the CBD game.
1: Not at all. And so here, here's what I take about Martha Stewart. So the queen of domestication. So mm. I used to watch Martha Stewart when I was a teen. The fact that she's the products are only available in the US, it just has a halo effect to Canada. Canada mm. is a Canadian organization company, and the products aren't available in Canada. But CBD is everywhere in every store, so right. as soon as you say I want CBD, you get you can get it everywhere. So and the 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 candy like the the gummy that she's made is also available from other brands, very similar. So if anyone were to walk into a store and say I want Martha Stewart's candies, they may not have those, but they will have something very similar to try instead. So the fact that she's an endorsing of it, it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's, it's literally global and she's brought a massive demographic that would normally be very mm-hmm. anti-cannabis and just said, we're just doing CBD. It's fine. It won't hurt you. It's cut. It's in a candy. So she's normalized it to the point where it's accessible for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. And that's what I love about this.
0: Indeed. All right, let's get to what it means to be green and um, you in particular are in search and constantly on the watch out for that elusive green investor.
1: Yeah, so this is a subject matter that I know intimately well um, and have literally had these conversations with, like, I can't even count anymore, hundreds and hundreds of both investors uh, and financial influential people. And and what I'm talking about here is, you know, I talk about what it means to be green in terms of both cannabis and helping the planet. But -hmm. the people on helping the planet side don't understand the cannabis conversation. They're like, what are you talking about? So I have a lot of discombobulation or incongruence With people that like I do approach a lot of green investors and this this article talked about, you know, greenbacks for green energy because it was literally focusing on um, a solar and wind power energy companies that have been getting tons of investment from big names like Bill Gates was on there Mm -hmm. and uh, big VC companies that are really focusing on green energy and renewable energy and planet saving technologies. Um, and they are looking at the carbon capture as sort of that measurement of how do we reduce climate change and better impact the planet. And my secret answer is: Have you looked at hemp? <laughs> it's a it's a low-fi, low-tech growing plant like a weed everywhere. You know, it's very easy to grow hemp on mass, uh, industrial amounts of it. And the cool part about it, it doesn't just carbon capture when it's growing, but when you turn it into other stuff, and that's the technology part that needs the investment, is when you take ca- hemp and take the uh, the biofibers or the, f- the fibers and the processing of getting it to that fiber state and then making it into another material, that's the secret that the rest of the green people don't understand. And I'm approaching them with investment opportunities in this space, and they're scratching their heads because they Don't get it. (laughs) And uh, so it's, it's a conversation that takes a little bit longer, but when you're trying to attract an investor's attention. It's hard to sort of convince the conversation into a short, you know, pitch, but the thing is they already get the green stuff. Now we have to show them how they can make money from doing it with another like thing other than just um, energy or just wind power or just solar, there's here's an an answer with a new fiber that is le- now legal to produce on mass and to turn it into a fi- into a, a stock material that can be then made into other things and still absorb and capture carbon while it's doing that. Yeah. So that's the part about this that not everybody gets, and it's a conversation I have repeatedly. Um, And if I have any more help, I would love it. Uh, But we just kind of need a couple of people to be like, Oh, yeah, this is what she's talking about. um, To really get on the bandwagon to see this, a lot of the stuff that's going on in Canada and, and beyond in this space, moving a lot farther and a lot faster.
0: Well, it just—it it only takes one person to realize there's more, uh, more to green than just the environment. There's uh, you can get involved in uh, cannabis and, and lots of different aspects, and, and you talk about hemp and you know, when you, you take a hemp herds and you combine it with lime or sand and you get your hempcrete, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on Weed Words of the Day. It's, you know, it's been used in France nice. for a long time and it it is really, um, it's it's almost indestructible. Like uh, there, there's just so much pretty cool. good to go with that. And it was, it was so ridiculous that hemp was lumped in with the uh, THC part of cannabis in the first place. But as you mentioned now, uh, you know, there's uh, the the world is wide open when it comes to him.
1: Exactly. And lately, it's been I'm getting a lot more attention in this space because it is becoming more legal in the US. And a lot of these big investment VC capital, uh, venture capital groups are based in Silicon Valley or just in the US in general. Uh, so just to give you a little anecdote, I'm part of this accelerator program and we're practice, practicing pitching and presenting these business ideas that are complex, but you just shorten them to get their attention. And so the one message that I learned that I'm learning from this group is, it doesn't matter about the whole business, you know, maybe the business isn't fully formed from a pitch purpose and it's not you know you're still early days but the one thing they have told me is that you know it doesn't it's more about like it's like be interesting and don't suck just to get their attention. So <laughs> when I'm pitching, they're like, we want what have it. like that. We want to be on that party bus. Like, that's the response I'm getting. They don't fully get what I'm talking about, but it doesn't matter. It's like, I, I can't explain it in three minutes, but what I can do is get their attention and get them to join the tribe. And that's what the Green Generation Company is doing, is getting more people to just get on the bus, have a joint or whatever you prefer a format to be, and then we'll get you to t- learn more about it as we take a ride down the legal cannabis market in Canada. You know, and that's my, that's
0: my plan right now. I like it. I want to be on that uh, bus ride uh, the whole time. I'm uh, in it, uh, in it to win it in the cannabis. I really enjoying it. And you know, there are, there are changes that have to be made. And as we revert back to our lead topic, you guys are working on those changes. Malka, thank you so much as usual for joining me on the business of cannabis. People can find out more information at greengencompany.com. Have a great week. Thanks Dean. You as well.